Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, as I was in the sacristy uh, getting dressed for Mass, you guys were walking past me. I heard someone say, he's wearing white. I heard someone say, he's wearing white. Why am I wearing white today? Anybody know? Do you know why? Uh, well, we are in the season of Advent. What color do we typically associate with Advent? If you know it, shout it out on the count of three. One, two, three. Purple. Okay, so usually in Advent, priests would be wearing purple. But today, I said we're celebrating the feast day of St. Ambrose. St. Ambrose. So when we celebrate certain feast days of saints, the priest will wear white, right? So if the, if the saint was a martyr, the priest would wear, anybody know? What color? Red. The priest will wear red. So today we're celebrating the Feast of St. Ambrose, so I'm wearing white. So I got the chalice veil that's white. I'm wearing white. We're wearing white. Um, okay, so who is St. Ambrose? St. Ambrose was a, uh, he was a bishop who lived in Milan, Italy a long time ago. And the reason why, part of the reason why he's so important was he was the teacher of St. Augustine, right? St. Augustine was probably one of the most influential minds that is I don't know, changed all of history. We live in a world that has been touched by the thinking of St. Augustine. And St. Augustine's teacher was Ambrose. And so Ambrose had a huge impact on us today, even though we might not know it. All right, let me, I'll get back to Ambrose in a second, but let me first get into the gospel. So Jesus in this gospel today is giving us these two different paths. He's giving us these two different paths. Like Jesus, as our Lord and God, Jesus wants us to live well. He wants us to live well. He doesn't, want us, he doesn't want us to struggle or suffer on any of those things. He wants us to live well, both in this life and live beautifully, perfectly, gloriously with him forever in heaven. He wants us to live well now and into eternity. That's his desire for us. And so he shows us, he's laying out for us, these, this is the option, this is the path. And he gives us this parable. He's, he's giving us these two different men who are building houses, right? He's using these as an analogy, as a, as a metaphor for, you know, building your life, right? So he says, these two men, they, they have the same materials, the same resources. They're making their houses out of the same stuff. But there's a big difference between these two men and their two houses. What's the difference between the two? What's the difference? Yeah. One is building his house on rock, and one is building his house on sand. The difference is the foundation. Say foundation. foundation. The difference is the foundation. Right? The foundation's the, the lowest level, right? It's the lowest level. Everything is built above or on top of the foundation. If you've got a bad foundation, everything else is going to be bad eventually, right? The difference is the foundation. So the rain's fall, the flood waters come, the wind blows and buffets the house, and the one that's built on sand, what happens to it? it? It falls, it collapses. Jesus says it's completely ruined, right? But the one that's built on rock, the rains fall, the winds blow, the floods come, and it stands, it stands, it stands. So the, the, the point is obvious that Jesus is making. He's like, hey, build your life on a solid foundation, right? That's the point he's making. As I was praying with this, I, like the question that occurred to me was like, why would this guy have built his house on sand in the first place? 
Because, like, I mean, every, everybody knows, right? Everybody knows that rock is more solid, more sturdy, more stable than sand. Like, you don't have to be a genius to know this, right? Like, we all know this. If you're going to make a, a structure, it makes more sense to build it on rock. You don't have to be a rocket scientist or, a, you know, a, an architect or an engineer to know this. Raise your hand if you know this. We all know this. Okay, hands down. Just making sure. All right. So why would he, this is the question, I was like, why would he have done that? Here's the answer, I'll tell you the answer, hands down, here's the answer. Because, quite simply, it was easier. It was easier. I mean, think about it this way, right? If you're going to build your house on a rock foundation, what are you going to have to do? You have to, I mean, you're going to have to dig down and like get the, the soft sediment level up here, you're going to have to get that off to the side and then the all the sandy, rocky stuff, you're going to have to just dig it all out so you can finally expose the hard, solid bedrock. Like, that's hard work. Right? In Jesus' time, in the ancient world, did they have bulldozers and backhoes and diggers? No. They had their hands and shovels. Right? This was hard, back-breaking work. The guy who built his house on sand, he just wanted the easier path, is the point. He just wanted the easier path. Look, here's what the invitation is for us this morning. Like, to build your house on the solid foundation, to build your life on the solid foundation of Jesus, it means that you're not going to take the easy path. Like, everyone loves taking the easy path. But the call to discipleship invites us to, to do some, some hard things. I'm going to give you two hard things that I want, to, I want us to think about today. And the first comes from St. Ambrose that I was thinking about, St. Ambrose. So we call St. Ambrose, he's a doctor of the church. That doesn't mean he was like a medical doctor. It means that he is, his writing, his thinking, his teaching, his preaching, it was so true and so powerful. What the church has said is that what that guy said, that, like, you can... You know you're getting the good stuff when you read St. Ambrose, is what the church is basically saying when the church says he's a doctor of the church. Like, this is a man who spent so much of his life applying his mind, studying, thinking, reflecting, using his intellect, using his mind to understand the truths of things, to understand the truths of the faith, to understand the truths of everything. Like, St. Ambrose, he didn't just study the Bible. He studied all of sciences. He wanted to know everything about everything. This is a man who applied the power of his mind into the world to understand the truth. Does that sound like hard work? Yes. Yes. Every single one of us, every single one of us, I don't care if you're in kindergarten or if you are 85 years old, every single one of us, because we're human, because we have these minds, God is inviting us to use our minds to understand the truth of things. All of you are students right now. Like, do you know that part of your call to discipleship, part of your call to following Jesus, means actually putting in the hard work of using your minds? And like, part of your call to discipleship means actually trying really hard and studying and thinking and reflecting and doing your homework and studying for tests. Teachers, I got your backs, right? Parents, I got your backs. Like, this is true though, this is true. The life of the mind the life of the mind is an important part of Christianity. It's an important part of discipleship. The smartest people who've ever lived are Christians. 
We're Catholics. We're disciples. We need to use our minds, to apply our minds, to do that hard work, digging down to understand the truth. That's the first thing. The life of the mind. Say, the life of the mind. The life of the mind. You're all like, the life of the mind. (laughs) The life of the mind. It's important. It's important. That's hard work. The second thing is this. So part of the season of Advent is, it's a season of, of waiting. It's a season of hope. It's also a season that's meant to be filled with greater silence. Greater silence. Look, silence is hard. It's not just hard for, for, for little kids, it's hard for big people. It's hard for grown-ups, it's hard for priests. To be in silence is hard. Because we live in a world that's filled with noise and distractions, right? Every screen everywhere is, is constantly talking to us and making noise and, and trying to get our attention. Right? Our world is filled with so much noise, so many diversions, so many distractions. It's hard to just be in silence. It really is. But God speaks in silence. He speaks in your heart in silence. It's much easier to hear him speaking in silence. You know why? Because it's like God's a whisperer. It's like, it's like God's lost. You know when you like lose your voice and you're like, hey, how are you? Have you ever, anybody ever have that? Yeah. That's, like, like, that's kind of how God's voice is. He whispers. To hear him whispering You've got to enter into some silence, and that's, that's hard for us. It takes time of getting used to that. So the, the invitation first is, is to engage our minds, the life of the mind, and the second one is a little bit more practical in the day-to-day, maybe as we're going through Advent, to try and include, to try and include just a few, a few more moments of silence in our lives, maybe a few more moments of silence in the classroom, maybe like we're just going to do a minute of silence or 30 seconds of silence, right? And maybe let's build up our, our tolerance, build up our ability to be in silence so we can hear God speaking. At home, before you go to bed, spend a few minutes, maybe read some scripture, and then sit in the silence and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? Let me hear your voice. We need as, as disciples to engage our minds and to enter into some silence because that's where God speaks. Right? Jesus says the firm foundation is those who hear my words and act on them. Hear my words and act on them. And I promise you'll be able to hear his words a lot better if we have a little bit of silence. Amen?